Welcome to Living a Life by Design. It's the journey back to you and living 365 days of purpose with your host, Esther Graham. Did you know your accountability and possibility is by design? God designed a phenomenal life for you, gave you the gift of choice. Esther helps empower you to discover and pursue the purpose that is already in you. Are you ready to look at yourself and see your future? Then get back to what is really important in life and get in alignment with your true self. Stay tuned to Living a Life by Design. Journey back to you and start living 365 days of purpose with your host, Esther Graham. It all starts now. Afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. I'm so honored and blessed that you have made the decision to join me today. I'm so excited about our subject or our topic today. It is going to be enlightening. It's going to be powerful. And if you just allow the words that are coming across the airwaves to just sink in, I guarantee you, you're going to walk away with some nuggets about how your life can be radically changed through understanding how you can balance your spiritual life with your everyday life. So I'm excited about that. And today we have my very special guest. He's a thought leader. He's a, a, a nonprofit CEO. He's an entrepreneur. I would like to add that he is me and my husband. He is our mentor, our motivate, our motivators. And so we are just so honored that he is in our lives for years now. And so here he is, everyone, Anthony Wallace. Come on in and say hello. And I, I don't do enough honors to introduce you. So I'm going to ask you to reintroduce yourself. And we're going to get uh, talking about the hot topic of balancing your spiritual life with everyday life. Listen, tune in. It's going to be enlightening for you. Right. Welcome, hey, Thank you, um, Dr. G. I, I said I'm going to call you that today, at least to start. So uh, thank you for yeah, inviting you me. To call. <laughs> thank you for inviting me. I've been looking forward to this and I am just already fired up because of the energy that you always bring and the purpose that you always bring. And, you know, I don't really like talking that much about myself. You know, um, I'm a regular guy, had a great mom and dad and a great upbringing and they did it the right way. Um, but today I'm, I'm most interested in people. I'd rather hear people's story and their journey rather than talk about myself. But I have I've had, had some experience. I'm a combat veteran. I um, flew uh, Apaches in the uh, Army for many years. I was in Desert Storm, Desert Shield. And now we run a nonprofit that uh, I was thinking about it when looking at the resume. It's just God has done some phenomenal things in spite of us. But to your point, it required us to be balanced and to have the right balance between our natural, secular, spiritual life. Uh, and when we come into a knowledge of how that is, then we can live with purpose, as you say, and live with joy, right? And and uh, take the the licks that come to us in stride. It's just about being positive. Yep. Yeah. Oh, definitely agreed. It is. It is just about being uh, positive and being able to bring that into your life, not just on one day, but every day. There's so many of us, you know, uh, this morning. So um, for you, those of you who may not know, I'm in the beautiful Caribbean. I'm, I'm in the island of uh, Grenada hosting my Celebrate You retreat. 
And one of the things that we talked about this morning is that, which brings into what you've just said, is that we've got, I believe, over 60,000 thoughts that we have a day. And out of those 60,000 thoughts, over 90% of those thoughts, or let's say 90% are negative. And then 10% is positive. And so now in order for us to think positively, like you said, and embrace our lives in a positive manner, being able to bring in how we can balance that spirit, our spiritual life with everyday life, we've got to begin to focus on the positive. Negativity breeds negativity. And positivity will breed positivity. So here's the 10%. We've got to focus on that, but it doesn't come easy. It takes work. So one of the things that you said uh, when we met um, and we were talking about this powerful subject, you said it begins with awareness. So can we just talk about that just a bit? Yeah, you know, so when I was in, in Army Aviation, one of the things we had to do is study uh, aviation physiology. Uh, and along with that were these self-imposed stresses. Uh, these stresses were things that we did, negative uh, input, uh, putting the wrong things in our body, being surrounded by the wrong voices. And then most of all, failure to monitor in a kind of a biorhythmic way what was going on inside of us. Oftentimes we have these inclinations and these feelings and all of that stuff. And we don't really know how to compartmentalize that. That can, that, that can produce stress. It's so only when we calm down and then take a look at some things, because as you said, we live, we actually live in a negative world that's trying to be positive. When yeah. you turn on the news, it's negativity, you know, and the news, the news purveyors get everybody to scrapping about something that they themselves have lifted, lifted out of. And so your family, a lot of issues that go on, they produce this negative energy and it's easy to drown in that. And so I believe you have to be aware enough to make a conscious decision that that's not me. If that's your argument and that's the, how you want to live, man, my shoulders are broad shoulders, but they're not broad enough to carry that kind of weight. And that's why oftentimes we feel beat down, confused, tired, fatigued. A lot of it is because we allow this negative energy from outside to become part of our protocol inside without even really realizing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. One of the things that you said before as well is that when we balance our spiritual practices with our everyday life, we begin mm -hmm. to integrate um, our experience to where then it produces, it produces, I want to say that again, it produces not just a positive experience, but it produces a powerful experience mm -hmm. to where we can begin to navigate through life appropriately to where we can have those things that we so desire. I'm not speaking about mm -hmm. material things, by the way. I'm just speaking right. about that God just wants us to have peace, joy, happiness, those things. But when we, we need to integrate some things, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, just to use that example about, you know, all the things we live in a materialistic world and particularly in the West. And so we can be captured and captivated by those things to our own detriment. Because uh, how many people do we know in our circle and beyond? They have plenty of money. They have material. They have houses on in every state or around the world. But they're not happy. They're not at peace. They're troubled. And so here comes the drugs, the alcohol, all the substitute happiness and peace that really is a product of a well-balanced spiritual and natural natural life. And I'm, and I'm going to say that 
really the life we live is a product of our spiritual health. But that many times is what most people um, neglect. That spirit, can I, can I, can I continue? Like, oh, yes, example, please do, please do. For, for example, you, you, hear this, you hear this phrase in society, body and soul, or body and soul. And even when you get into the mystical things, body, soul, and spirit. Well, what people mo- don't know is by mentioning it in that order, it's out of order. Body, outside, soul, middle man, spirit, the innermost person. And so that person becomes last, and that's the real you. When really, and, and again, this isn't a Christian thing, but my life was changed through uh, neurotransformational, being renewed in my mind based on the book of Romans. And then in um, Corinthians and other scriptures, Thessalonians, most, most particularly, it says that it's spirit that comes first. Like when you see people go out, start businesses, get married and all that, they put the last thing first. And so if the first thing isn't first, then everything else is out of order. So the scriptural edict is spirit first, then soul. That's what we deal in. The soul is your mind, your emotions, your will, your intellect, your constitution, your conviction. Spirit first. That's the guiding thing. That's who you really are. And then your soul. And then here comes your body, a soul like mine. So spirit, mind, and then your body. And now and, and let me just go further. You can have illnesses in your body because your spirit, the real you, the Imago Dei, that which is created in the image of God is out of sorts. And then it needs that information. It needs that environment. And now it sets things in order uh, with your mind. You start thinking straight. You start speaking right. You start making better decisions based on the um on the epiphany really that you've had in the spirit. So spirit and soul come together to bridge into your body. And so now your body's healthier, your relationships are healthier. Everything outside starts flowing because now we have that human Imago Dei experience in the right order. Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. So let's talk about that just a little, because, you know, one of the things that I love to do is focus on that neurotransformational and focus on that journey back to who we are, to who God created us to be in the first place. And I love how you said we focus on spirit first. Many times we do focus on the outside when it really is an inward, it's the inside. I always like to say there's two worlds that we live in. It's the inner world and the outer world. It's really the inner world that we control, meaning that we make a decision where our spirit, in other words, we could decide, I want my, I want to have spiritual wellness. And so in Mm -hmm. order for me to be spiritually well, right. once I take care of that piece, then everything else will fall into line. So let's talk about that just a little bit where our spiritual life comes in order, comes in alignment, then everything else will come into, come into place. Yeah. Okay. So you'll hear a lot of references when I talk because this is this this is just what happened to me. Um, so even as a young, um, like, like for example, this will help people uh, handle negative circumstances in a positive way. So I got married really young. I was unprepared, right? Uh, even my spiritual experience with God, I was just totally unprepared. But I somehow I knew inside that there was something missing. And so I went on a journey to study uh, biblical characters. And then after that, I started studying people um, that experienced success. 
And uh, maybe maybe a quick cutaway is this. Right now, you're sitting in Grenada, much to our chagrin, in the sunlight, on the beach, all of that, right? You're in an environment that's conducive to happiness ordinarily. I'm looking out my window. You can probably recognize the decor behind me. So I'm looking out into the back here, and it's rainy, and it's windy, and it's chilly, and it's cold. But if I can just, if I can use that as an illustration, um, when you get your spiritual life right, that's the inner part of you. Like you said, it doesn't create, people who get the spiritual part wrong end up in isolation or exclusive exclusive relationships or whatever. It's just me and the whole world. But no, the spiritual development is what I call insulation. Insulation, it insulates you. It begins to insulate you against the negativity that has run your life against all the things that are draining the energy out of you. Because as I said in my house, the elements are outside, the wet, the cold, the rain, the negativity of the day can't reach me because I'm insulated. What am I insulated by? By my house. And my house is insulated. See it? The house is like the body. So that body acts as an insulator for all the wealth and all the all the greatness and all the the, the God experiences all the spiritual strength that I have. And so I insulate that, but I'm not supposed to isolate that because when I come out of my shell, when I come out of my body, when I meet people, when I talk to people, when I'm developing relationships, then it's the positivity of that balanced soul and spirit together that creates now. I, it's, it's, it's a joy and a peace that not just comes from inside, but it flows outside, not to just what I do, but to everyone I meet. And I think sometimes even spiritual people don't get that right because you're spiritual, you got a relationship with deity or whatever, but you still treat people badly, yeah, right? Yeah. That's an indication to me, that's an indication to me that you're out of balance because when you're in balance, you're kind to everyone. It doesn't mean if they're kind to you or where they love you or hate you. No, you, I love because that's just what you're supposed to do, that you, you were created to do that. And so once we get all those things aligned, reinforce that with people, places, and things that are into the same thing. Now you're a blessing. You're a blessing wherever you go. People, people want to be around you. They want to hear your ideas. You know what I mean? So I'm about to run off the rail, but but that's a quick illustration about it's the difference between being insulated and isolated. I love See, that. You're insulated. insulated. You're insulated. You're insulated, so all the negativity, all the rain falling, all the flood, all the vicissitudes of life, all the challenges, all in my marriage, with my kids, the dog won't bark, the truck won't run. I'm insulated. I'm able to maintain some degree of joy. And I'll tell you, when you meet people, that's 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 like attractive, like, hey, what's going on? Because I know you're going on with the same thing I'm going on. Yeah, I got married. I got issues. But we know how to do that because our spirit is where it should be, our soul is in proper place, and then they two together bridge that information to our natural body, and the result is evident to everyone. I love it, I love it. Listen, everyone, we're going to continue this powerful conversation in just a few minutes, so stay tuned. Living a life by design, it's the journey back to you and living 365 days of purpose with host Esther Graham. Tune in every second and fourth Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific 
discover that what is possible is already in you. God designed a phenomenal life for you. At Living a Life by Design, Esther helps you ignite the energy behind your personal journey. For more information, visit fddwomen.com. Do you ever wonder why you can't forget past mistakes and negative events? Tune in to Attune for Wholeness with me, Lisa Penny, on the first and third Wednesday of the month at 1.30 Pacific Standard Time to explore the landscape of emotional triggers and all their reactions. We'll consider how to have our emotional needs met through powerful encounters with God and we'll finally become resilient. Are you wanting more for your life? Are you ready to create your life with confidence and contribution? We all have a gift to give to the world. Becoming you is that gift. In order to truly live your life, you have to become you on purpose and with intention. Leah Rowling supports you in becoming you using the B Method, consistently producing results for hundreds of entrepreneurs and business owners. For more information, visit leahrowling.com. Have you ever had a painful family memory you are not sure how to heal? Tune in to Family Healing with Rose each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We are told we can't choose our family, but what if that family is not the one we would have wished for? Once a month, Dr. Pat and Rose engage in a discussion surrounding healing and family, showing you how to take true ownership and responsibility over your own energy. For more information, visit FamilyHealingWithRose.com. Tune in to No More Rules, the impact of being you, the first and third Monday, 8 a.m. Pacific, every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com with hosts Steph Yost and Camille Barreto. And join the movement to awaken your inner power, be the creator of your own healthy life, as they help shift perceptions, encourage thinking outside the box, and overcome limiting behaviors and beliefs. Listen to thought-provoking conversations and visit YourImpactWellness.com to schedule your consultation today. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I am here with Anthony Wallace and we are having, I like to call it an enlightening conversation about how our spiritual life, how we can balance our spiritual life with our within, within everyday life. And so when we left um, before the break, we were speaking about being insulated and isolated. And the thought that came to me was when, um, when we're, when things are happening to us and when we're, let's say when we're going through things or we're feeling that we're not in alignment with who we are, who God created us to be and the things that he wants us to do, the purpose that he's given us, that um, what we many times do is that we look outward to find that that peace, to find that joy, to find all of that, when really we should be going inward. That's like the insulation when you were speaking about the weather and of course the house you know, you're protected by the house. And then of course the house is insulated, right? And mm -hmm. so here we are now, we're in our bodies, but yet our spirit, which is also an insulation. I know for me that when I'm having some challenges in life, the one, the first thing I do is I go inward. The inward part of me, for me, meaning that I go into my spiritual well-being. I have to check myself spiritually to make sure that 
my thoughts are right, my actions are right, all of those things. If I don't check that, then I find that I will be out of alignment with really what's happening around me. It is within my spiritual life. And I like to call it, frankly, spiritual well-being. I call it that because we often talk about health well-being. You know, we talk about um, mental uh, mental well-being. We very rarely talk about spiritual well-being. And for me, mm -hmm. this is very important because I have to be good spiritually for me to move on and to fulfill my purpose and to, let's say for right now, balance my spiritual life with everything that's going on with me every mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. It sounds like, you know, and I think you and I agree in principle that that, that spiritual life, because that's who we are, we are spirit, we possess a soul and together they live inside of a a human body that's what makes you legal to be in the earth is your earth suit so to speak but um so that's the foundation so I, I let me flip the script and ask you a question if i can would that be okay so sure. you said hey this is the, i gotta get i gotta go inside to make sure things are right to make sure i'm in touch with the spirit part of me what i'm hearing and what i'd maybe like you to share and i could share as well so that that spirit life that spirit truth has to be based on something, you know what I mean? Some, you know, um, so, so, so what would it be for you or what would it be for the average person? Because again, I know for me, you can think you're on this journey for spiritual enlightenment and still be missing it because I approach the spiritual journey the same way as I approach everything else. Sometimes just from a carnal mind, you follow me? So yeah. what, do you, what, do you, what do you say? I think for me, my, my spiritual journey is one of the first things I do is I'll open my scripture. So, you know, my foundation is that of a Christian. That's what I believe. And so I will okay. open up my scriptures and I will read the scriptures. I have my devotions. I have my meditation. And I just really have to go inward to hear what God mm -hmm. is saying to me about my life, my situation, and what I need to do. And what I find is that when I am spiritually well, right? When I'm spiritually, spiritually well, then I could hear clearer and then I could mm -hmm. more pursue my destiny or my purpose. I'm guided well. And so one of the things I often do, um, you know, not only do I speak affirmations, you know, I am enough, you know, I'm worthy, but I also speak scriptures into my life. One of my favorites, mm -hmm. for example, is he will instruct me and teach me in the way that I should go. He will guide me with his eyes. I firmly stand on that every day of my life. So that's my spiritual foundation. And when I go inward, that's what I do. That's what I hold on to. That's what guides me. That's totally what I stand on. So, so, so it's, it's a review. It's a review. It's a checking those foundational points. And I love what you said. I think that's a great regimen for everybody to take away. Uh, also for me, one of the things I do when it seems like things are a little bit out of kilter, this is just me, right? We have the same foundation, you know, we're, we're of the same faith and this isn't about, you know, proselytizing in that regard, you know, but when you find what works, it just works, you know? So, so but one of the things I do is I do the what ifs. Yeah. And I do what if not from an old negative mindset before I'm renewed, I'm like, what if, um, I shot myself in the foot. What if this behavior towards an employee, what if that wasn't representative? Yeah. What, what, what if, what if 
What if the issue is me? Because a lot of people on a hair trigger these days, and it's this one, that one, the other one, this race, that race, da da da, the left, the right, da 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 da. And so we're all outside. But outside isn't the issue. It's here. See, in the house we live in, you know, we've been married 45 years come October. So we've been able to set up a house. And it's a house that I can say with confidence is a house of peace. It's a house of joy. And primarily because it's a house of communication. We realize that we have to talk even if we don't want to talk. So with regarding the elements, I came home. I parked in Margot's space. I'm inside the garage. I hope she doesn't come home. I'll be in trouble. But I ran into the house. I ran into my safe space because this is what we created for ourselves, built on the on the right foundation. Follow me. So and it starts with it have to start with me, Margot. When we started, I wasn't ready. I wasn't able to help give you this. I wasn't able to secure you. And now that we have that on lock, it doesn't matter what the problems are because we know we got enough toolbox and enough experience to get through it. So I'm just saying, so I say for me, because, you know, like you, we, we, we run a corporation, you, you have employees, you have all kinds of things and it could be, it can, well, I used to say it, pull your hair out, but as you can see, that's, that's all gone. But, but what I'm saying is, is that you got to come play to, to a, a place of balance. And there may be a day, I know for me, there may be a day where I have to give someone an apology. Yeah. I might have to say, Hey, let me make sure I understood our conversation. And because, you know, you're a world mover and a shaker and all that doesn't preclude, you can, you can put a hole in your own foundation be- oh, definitely. because you think you're here instead of coming back center. Okay, wait a minute. The way up is the way down. Let me get on my knees. Let me get in my word. Let me, let me review to let me, how about this, Esther? Let me review some things so I can renew some things. Come on. I love that. Let me review some things so I can renew some things. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So for so me, I, I think. So necessary. Yeah. So I think, and this is a good illustration of how our principles, our guiding principles are the same. Our particular methodologies or the way we go about it might be slightly different, but it doesn't change the truth. The truth remains unchanged. But the way I express the truth or receive the truth, notice I'm saying the truth, not mine, yours, and all that, and we get it, but it's it's the truth that gives us common convictions about things that it causes us to advance forward, not just as individuals, but as teams, but as families, as of communities and all of that. So it's great, great. It just brings to my thought, it's all ice cream, but what's your flavor? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, it's all we know the guy who gave us that illustration yeah. and he yeah. says, you know, you like strawberry, I like chocolate. And in the natural, we can sit and eat it together and never talk about why you like the other. See, we have common sense, but no spiritual sense. And you say your flavor. See, I don't have to hate chocolate or whatever your flavor is to love my flavor. We can enjoy yeah. both flavors together. In fact, give me some of that, you guys. <laughs> Exactly. And I think sometimes what we miss when we're speaking about, let's say, again, spiritual wellness or our strong foundation, I think many times we use that as a way to separate us 
instead of what it was designed to do, which was to bring us together. So can mm-hmm. you talk, speak to us a little bit about that? I tell you what we're going to do before we get, because that's going to be a, a really good subject. Let's go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back with you as we continue our powerful, enlightening conversation in a few minutes. Thank you. Living a life by design. It's the journey back to you and living 365 days of purpose with host Esther Graham. Tune in every second and fourth Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific. Discover that what is possible is already in you. God designed a phenomenal life for you. At Living a Life by Design, Esther helps you ignite the energy behind your personal journey. For more information, visit fddwomen.com. Do you ever wonder why you can't forget past mistakes and negative events? Tune in to Attune for Wholeness with me, Lisa Penny, on the first and third Wednesday of the month at 1.30 Pacific Standard Time to explore the landscape of emotional triggers and all their reactions. We'll consider how to have our emotional needs met through powerful encounters with God and we'll finally become resilient. Are you wanting more for your life? Are you ready to create your life with confidence and contribution? We all have a gift to give to the world. Becoming you is that gift. In order to truly live your life, you have to become you on purpose and with intention. Leah Rowling supports you in becoming you using the B Method, consistently producing results for hundreds of entrepreneurs and business owners. For more information, visit leahrowling.com. Have you ever had a painful family memory you are not sure how to heal? Tune in to Family Healing with Rose each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We are told we can't choose our family, but what if that family is not the one we would have wished for? Once a month, Dr. Pat and Rose engage in a discussion surrounding healing and family, showing you how to take true ownership and responsibility over your own energy. For more information, visit FamilyHealingWithRose.com. Tune in to No More Rules, the impact of being you, the first and third Monday, 8 a.m. Pacific, every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com with hosts Steph Yost and Camille Barreto. And join the movement to awaken your inner power, be the creator of your own healthy life, as they help shift perceptions, encourage thinking outside the box, and overcome limiting behaviors and beliefs. Listen to thought-provoking conversations and visit YourImpactWellness.com to schedule your consultation today. Welcome back. Welcome back. Again, I am here with Anthony Wallace, and we're having a powerful, enlightening conversation about how can you balance your spiritual life with your everyday life? Um, what uh, what I love about what we were speaking of when we left well, in our last segment is really our, our spiritual life and how, well, my thoughts is that if, if we're really if we really have the spirit of God, then that is used to bring us together as a people, as opposed to separate us. And so sometimes what I find um, as we're, you know, we're living this life is that our spiritual life, many times we use it to bring forth separation. 
-hmm. when really if we're in alignment with God and his spirit, then it brings us together as a people, despite our race, our ethnicity and all of that. So can you speak to us a little bit about that and anything? You yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I follow you, man. I, I was asking, I was going to ask you to clarify that, you know, it brings us into these places of difference and, and, and maybe I was going to ask you, you know, Hey, give me a practical example that you see where that's commonplace or whatever. I know you mentioned race as a broad term or whatever. What, you know, can you, can you highlight that before I try to answer? Yeah, I think, I think that, I think where I'm coming from is um, we often use, and maybe I need to get a little bit more specific when we're speaking about our spiritual life. We often have it to where, so I'm a Christian, but oftentimes we we have to where we'll see where it appears as if Christians aren't showing love. We're not, we're not bringing the people together, but not just Christians, by the way, there's other people from other denomination and religion. And I often think, and I do separate a religious from being um, a person that just uh, mm -hmm. from a person that is really embracing the spirit of God that lives inside of them. Do you understand what I mean? In other words, yeah. I have a relationship I have a relationship with God. And so because I have a true relationship with God, then I'm able to, to serve him. I'm able to, to, to look at these things to where um, instead of pulling people apart, I bring it together. And I often think that many times we confuse our spiritual life with our religious life. I often see where religious separates us when really um, when we're looking at building our relationship with God, it should really bring mm -hmm. us together as a people but often it doesn't. Right. You know, I agree with you because um, as you were speaking, so the example comes together out of the, out of the Holy Red, out of the scriptures, you know, Jesus really didn't have a problem with anybody, you know, you know, he, he, because he's, you know, God is love, you know what I mean? And the first commandment is about love, love the Lord, your God, and then love everybody else. But religion is what we see. He, he had the strictest, the harshest castigations and rebuke of anybody in his day towards the religious hierarchy. And so what we recognize is that religion kills. And we kind of use that interchangeably, but you can look all through history, even in the scriptures, it's this religious practices sometimes taken out of context that cause us to fight and, be, and devour one another and beat each other up. And so what we do is we forget who we are you know, we return to these old habits because of the negativity that hasn't been dealt with. And so now we're captious and critical with everybody and anybody that has a different view, different lifestyle, whatever. And see, I, I, I put this out years ago. I said, you know, I want to stop telling people, man, I love them to death. I love them to death. No, I don't love you to death. I love you to life. Yeah. You follow me? You know, I mean, I get it. It's a play on words, but think of it. See, as you you say, so much is dependent on what we say, man, love them to death. Well, why would you want them to die? That's what a three-year-old would ask. Well, why would you want them to die if you love them? So you love them to life. And that's the difference between religion and then having a real life personal experience with this person. For you and me, it's the same person that says, look, look, dude, here's how it goes. Yeah. And what we do, I think also is because we're unsure or because that re that spiritual experience isn't deep enough or authentic enough, or so we think, we take that the same way we take all our other stuff. This is mine. 
this is my God, this is, he speaks to me and all that other stuff, you know, so we get very, very, I mean, we get very, very unattractive. And, and what comes across is we're unhappy. If God is everything in the scripture and you're found it, why are you so unhappy? Why are you so- And me, and me. So, you know, you're, you're like verbal, you know, verbal violence. You know what I'm saying? And so the fruit of the spirit is love. Regardless, love isn't, love is a lifestyle. It's not something I pick up and put down. It's how you choose to live your life every day. I love that. It's, it's how you choose to live your yes, life. Yes, you choose. You choose. And so that's where you now. I mean, let me just say this. That reminds me of something I said recently. And, and, you know, a lot of positive feedback. If we could begin to think, especially in the Western world, love isn't an emotion. Love is not an emotion. Love is a decision. Yeah, yeah. You decide to love. Because you don't feel like it. You don't, it's not in your DNA. I mean, when you look in the in the in the antebellum south and you're telling me to love these people, love their sense, all that. See, and that's what you get. And that's what all the negativity comes in, the battle against a, a firm foundation of what you know is to be the truth. You know, Jesus said one time, he says, Look, you've heard it said, you know, love your friends and hate your enemy. But I say, so he he's a disruptor. He's a disruptor of all that negative, crazy, yes, genetic, yes. ethnic nonsense. And it just, you know, we talk all the time. It's just, it's really, really aggravating. We can fall victim too. But I decided, I, he didn't earn my love. I decided to love him because that's who I serve. And that's who he made me to be. He made me to be a representative and an agent of his love. It has nothing to do with what you think. It's what I think. It's what I believe and it's what I know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, when you make a decision to love, then you can love anyone, despite. Anybody, anybody, anytime. Pure place. You can love anyone. And I don't have to agree with you for me to love you. I don't have to agree with you for me to have a conversation with you. I don't have to agree with you for us to laugh together. What I am commanded to do is just to love, despite. Right. Here's another one. Here's another Wallaceism. Just because I reject your opinion doesn't mean I don't love you. Exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? We're just sharing opinions, but I love you because you're me. You're like me. We come from the same place, man, in the image of God. And the wonderful <laughs> thing about that is when I love you, I could talk to you. I don't have to agree yeah. with you. But listen, yeah. what's what's interesting about that, if you're married or you're in a some level of a relationship, you don't always agree with that person. But just because you don't agree with them does not mean that you don't love them. You know, right. Even people get a divorce even when people a lot of people even when they get a divorce they'll say well we have irreconcilable differences you know and all all of that but they'll say but i love them though you know what i mean and so you know and that's just a very simple very simple example but i guess the point is is that I can disagree with you, but that doesn't mean I love you. But we're living in a world today where we've got to agree and if you don't agree with me, you're not like me, then we're done. Yeah, and that's where that's where all the all the cancel culture and all the bad vibes, bad manners, bad thing. I mean, I just listen sometimes, step back out of the humanity that I'm a part of, and I just listen to how we sound. And I'm like, there's there's gotta be a better way. And and we know that there is, you know what I mean? So so you know, I you know, you've been married a long time, I've been married a long time. I had an electrician come out, this building we're building out here. So oddly enough, yesterday we got to talking about marriage and I'd made some references to my wife and this and that and the other. And 
And so I got to talking about the secret of a successful marriage for us. And he just got really quiet. I never met the guy before. And so I said, well, number one, I tell people, um, and this is true of relationships, tear down the scoreboard. Mm, I love what it. What does that mean? What does that mean? She scored, she dunked on me, and now she's ahead by two, you know what I mean? And so now, because if you if you keep looking at your mental, emotional scoreboard, you're always going to be behind. So don't keep score because it ain't that kind of game. You know what I mean? Just learn to live with each other. Learn. If you're free to be who you are, then why wouldn't your spouse be able to be free to who they are? And we're not talking about abuse or any of that stuff. I'm talking about a healthy relationship with a person that comes into my life to be a blessing, not a curse, not a weight. In fact, if I handle it right, that person helps make me better and vice versa. So, so again, I think we damage ourselves because, can I say it this way? Scoreboard means I'm on the defensive. I'm ready to do this. You know, have you ever met people, a lot of abuse, no matter what happens, they're jumpy or they go like this. And so they're always in a defensive posture because they've lived a life where they feel like, whether in truth or in or in fantasy, um, that somebody's always out to get me. Somebody's always going to take advantage of me. I can't let anybody do unto them before they do unto you. All of that kind of thing. And so the authentic love that they need, the acceptance, girl, you ain't got to prove nothing to me. You know what I mean? You don't have to agree with me. Just know that I love you. And it's kind of like, how can that be? Because. If you if you could travel where we are, you would know that it's a decision and I don't have anything to prove and neither do you, man. Let's just love each other and get to get to know one another. Right. Nothing to <laughs> really. prove, nothing to hide, nothing to protect, nothing to defend. This is just I love it. This is just I love it. It's what it is. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so. Um, can you tell us as as we're looking at how can we bring balance and honestly, um, I like to say harmony because I think of a, a symphony that when everything comes together, all of the instrument, it just flows, you know, in harmony, right? right. And so I think right. about how can we bring harmony in our spiritual life and our everyday life to where every day we are walking it out, right? We're bringing that in. And so what I'd like in our next segment, when we return, for you to just give us some steps that we can take away with us, maybe two or three steps that we can just take away with us as we are now moving forward and bringing harmony into our spiritual life and our everyday life to where it flows like a beautiful symphony. Not that it's not going to make mistakes because sometimes a symphony mm -hmm. can be out of tune, but, mm -hmm. then, right. but then you work, you keep working to bring it back in tune to where you're now hearing a beautiful orchestra. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Okay. So gotcha. we'll come back and we'll um, just briefly speak about that. Just give us some steps. Yes, ma'am. Sounds good. Thank you, everyone. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Living a life by design. It's the journey back to you and living 365 days of purpose with host Esther Graham. Tune in every second and fourth Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific. 
discover that what is possible is already in you. God designed a phenomenal life for you. At Living a Life by Design, Esther helps you ignite the energy behind your personal journey. For more information, visit fddwomen.com. Do you ever wonder why you can't forget past mistakes and negative events? Tune in to Attune for Wholeness with me, Lisa Penny, on the first and third Wednesday of the month at 1.30 Pacific Standard Time to explore the landscape of emotional triggers and all their reactions. We'll consider how to have our emotional needs met through powerful encounters with God and we'll finally become resilient. Are you wanting more for your life? Are you ready to create your life with confidence and contribution? We all have a gift to give to the world. Becoming you is that gift. In order to truly live your life, you have to become you on purpose and with intention. Leah Rowling supports you in becoming you using the B Method, consistently producing results for hundreds of entrepreneurs and business owners. For more information, visit leahrowling.com. Have you ever had a painful family memory you are not sure how to heal? Tune in to Family Healing with Rose each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We are told we can't choose our family, but what if that family is not the one we would have wished for? Once a month, Dr. Pat and Rose engage in a discussion surrounding healing and family, showing you how to take true ownership and responsibility over your own energy. For more information, visit FamilyHealingWithRose.com. Tune in to No More Rules, the impact of being you, the first and third Monday, 8 a.m. Pacific, every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com with hosts Steph Yost and Camille Barreto. And join the movement to awaken your inner power, be the creator of your own healthy life, as they help shift perceptions, encourage thinking outside the box, and overcome limiting behaviors and beliefs. Listen to thought-provoking conversations and visit YourImpactWellness.com to schedule your consultation today. Welcome back. I am here today with Anthony Wallace. And so we'll continue to just speak about how we can bring balance, or as I like to say many times, harmony in our spiritual life and our everyday life. So if we can, uh, Anthony, just continue with our conversation. Yeah, you know, that's really powerful because, you know, again, we have a tendency to compartmentalize that. It's like in the United States, you have this notion of separation of church and state. You can get into a heated argument about that. I'll just mention what Martin Luther King said. He said, listen, the, the church was never to be the guardian or the watchdog or the steward of the state, but it was to act as the conscience of the state. So in other words, if the church or the, or the, or the Imago Dei speak to the nation, um, it should be as your conscience. You know how it is. How many times has your conscience saved you, Esther, from doing crazy stuff? craziness oh, yeah. but now we now we squash the voice of conscience and then scratch our head as to why there's such hell breaking loose see what i mean so now it's, it's like trying to build this house and not you know being into the foundation so i think that's really cool because i don't think there's supposed to be a discernible difference it's only when we take it apart like this that we can examine so that people can know what to do so you mentioned um, symphony. How do we bring balance between um, the spiritual life and whatever is the non-spiritual life? For me, it's all spiritual because 
that's the foundation, right? And none of the other two elements, according to Thessalonians, can operate with that being out of sorts. So when you said, it's like a symphony, right? I went, yeah, right. And so what I thought about, well, everybody in the symphony better know that there's a conductor. Yeah. He's not playing an instrument, but he's got, he's not, look, he's not, he's controlling everybody's gift. So what I'm saying is there's a, there's a conductor. And so in our spiritual recalibration, we've got to acknowledge there's somebody bigger than me. There's a power force greater than me. That's the conductor, whether you're flowing in a symphony or whether it's just a symphony between your spirit, soul, and body, you got to acknowledge that conductor. And you got to be, I want to say that, I want to say this earlier, and I got a lot to say, so let me hurry up. So, so even in the life of Christ, everything's cool until he gets to this garden. And in the garden, he actually has to be broken down. He's betrayed, he's denied, he's broken down, and nothing's left but the will of the conductor. Yeah. And he has to come to grips. He goes, I want to do this, but I got to do this because that's what the conductor designed me to do. So that's when you reach real spiritual truth is when it's all of the conductor and none of you, oh, right? <laughs> all yeah. the conductor. Now he can show you, here's the thoughts you should think. Here's the things you should read. Here's the people you could associate with. Here's what your gift set is for. You follow me? Mm -hmm. Other than that, you're going to be trying to pull him into what you're doing and what you plan and what you think and how you see it. And he's like, nah, man, I'm outside of all of that until you get broken down till there's nothing left but what I'm directing you to do. And notice, I'm not playing an instrument. Y'all are playing all the instruments in the, in the symphony. God, God says, the conductor says, the instrument I'm playing is you. Or can I tune you? Can I play you? Follow me. So yeah. that said, I wanted to move. I want to move to some practical steps. Number one, we talked about, we started with awareness. You have to be aware that there's a methodology and there's a notion that's outside of you that's trying to get inside of you. You just have to be aware that, man, there's stuff going on except what I'm worried about. And that'll open you up to opportunities with people that will come into your life, just being aware, right? Open. And that's all I'll say on that. The next one is once that happens, can you make a fair assessment? Most of the judgments that we make are out of bias, our preference, our favorite, you know, ice cream or whatever, but make an honest assessment. And if you have trouble, have a close trusted friend assess. What's good? What's on my liability side? What's on my, 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 my asset side? What's good? What's not so good? What needs to be worked on? What are my strengths? What are, so assess that and let somebody help you, help you do that, right? And then thirdly, there must be an acknowledgement that all of that is accurate and true. You have to trust the assessment because you can't see you. And oftentimes, even though you're talking, you can't hear you. So you don't even really know you in that way. It takes somebody, another set of eyes, another. That's what peer review is about. That's what peer counseling is about for other people to assess you, to help you grow in this area of life and balance. And then lastly, um, number four, action. So I've had awareness, assessment, and acknowledgement. And now based on all of that empirical data and evidence, what action am I going to take? Am I going to leave it the same? Oh, I'm good. You know, I'm good. And the truth is, you're not, I'm not, we're not. What action are you, are you going to take? 
And I'll just end right here, Esther. Uh, we took an action last October with you in your group. And we went, you know, kind of like a vacation, kind of a work thing. And and it and it stretched me. You know, I'm I'm an older guy. I started to say how old, but I'm not going to say that. So when I'm an accomplished guy, I've done a lot of things. I run a, a, a multi-million dollar uh, outfit. But I got stretched because there's still things in me. There's still things I have to face, still things. You know, I need to face so I can trace, so I can replace and so I can erase and then replace with the right thing. And had it not been for that experience with you, hard, we were crying, we were weeping, we were at our end, but we were broken in the end. And because it was no judgment, no fear, you know, no, no false promises, no, no fear of injury, we saw ourselves and everybody there just kind of grow to another place. And so that's what I would say is just, you know, even if you don't get it right now, just, you know, go back and review, get in touch with Dr. G <laughs> and she can help in that regard because it was a tremendous help for, for us. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, what's, what's important about that is that you took action, right? And, you know, Joe, right. action is the antidote for despair, you know, and many right. of us live in despair because we refuse to take action. You know, right. and listen, we discuss if nothing changes, nothing changes, nothing changes. you know, right. And right. so with the awareness and I believe the four steps is first of all, becoming aware, then assessing, mm -hmm. do assessment, so important in life overall, period, mm -hmm. you know, and then mm -hmm. acknowledge, you know, part of acknowledging where you are and acknowledging where you need to go, acknowledge, you know, just acknowledging everything. And then action, you've got to take action. If you don't take action, you're the other, you know, you could get through the other three. Right, but to bring right. Change, there must be some action. Would you agree? There's you got to take action. Right, right, right. And that's the hardest part, but it's the most important part of okay, that whole process. Remove despair. You know, action right. is antidote for despair. And if you look through many people that we see that are, they're feeling down, downtrodden, they're all these different things. They lack action, I believe in their lives. You know, if nothing mm -hmm. changes again, I say it, then absolutely nothing changes, right? This is one last word. Yeah. Go one ahead. last word about atmosphere. The, the, the thing, the catalyst for me was atmosphere. Cause in my work, I take a lot of criticism, a lot of cheap shots, a lot of pot shots. And so the last thing you want to do is be in an atmosphere of that. So you made the atmosphere safe by creating a no judgment zone. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, y'all. He's talking about my retreats. So yeah, very powerful. If I must say so myself. So listen, <laughs> let us know. Uh, let us know how can anyone contact you as we prepare to, to uh, leave you for this particular segment this Friday. Right. Well, the best way, because I'm still actually I'm an extrovert, but I'm really shy. I'm only really on social media, Twitter right now. So you got to be on Twitter and you can go to um, um, underscore Anthony Wallace, Twitter at underscore Anthony Wallace. And you can, um, you know, you can make yourself known, ask questions, follow, and then we can direct talk and all of that. So that's the best okay. way. Pretty simple. I want to encourage everyone to do that because he's got some powerful nuggets that he puts on nugget that thought provoking nuggets that make you say, hmm, 
you know, and it's, it's just powerful. So I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. To all of my viewers or listeners, those who are listening live, those who will be listening to the repeat wherever you are in the world, thank you so much for joining me. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And stay tuned for every second and fourth Fridays at 2 uh, Eastern Standard Time, 11 Pacific Standard Time. I can't wait to see you again. God bless you. Take care. You have been listening to Living a Life by Design, the journey back to you and living 365 days of purpose with host Esther Graham. Listen or watch live every second and fourth Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Discover that what is possible is already in you. God designed a phenomenal life for you. Esther helps you ignite that energy behind your personal journey for a deeper joy and peace. Living 365 days of purpose. For more information on living a life by design, visit fddwomen.com.